the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We're going to be taking your calls and praying for your prayer requests. And most of all, we're going to be seeking the Lord's power. We're going to be seeking the Lord's grace and his mercy, his love, his power, his glory. Oh, we're just going to be just spending some time with the Lord in prayer tonight. So if you want to call in tonight with your prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. Call in tonight. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. But before we do any of that, let's get before the Lord and let's ask Him. Let's seek Him for this time. So, Father, we just come before You, Lord. Lord, we need we need You. We need Your presence. We need to be in Your presence. We need to be, Lord, where You're at. And I pray, Father, that You would just take this time tonight, Lord. Lord, that as you hear our prayers and as you see our needs and our desires, Lord, that you would be the the fulfillment of all we need and all we desire. Lord, that we would find in your presence, Father, everything that we're looking for. Lord, what this world cannot give us, you give. You give peace and grace and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, you give the joy that this world, Lord, is lacking. Lord, there's nothing in this world for us besides you. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just use this hour for your glory. Minister to your people. Holy Spirit, take over and speak. Speak tonight your word. Speak tonight, Lord, and heal the sick and give power and strength to the weary. Lord, those who are seeking, Lord, let them find you tonight. Let us all find you tonight in this time. I just pray, Holy Spirit, take over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you need to be before the Lord tonight, if you need prayer, If there's something going on in your life, we invite you. I invite you. Call tonight and let's seek the Lord together. Look what the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Well, where's your heart tonight? What are you seeking tonight? If you have a need, if you need healing, if you need strength, if you need power, if you need the answer to, to, to life's questions, what, you know, what's going on, call in tonight. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you, to pray for you. The number is one 888 If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to stand in the gap for a loved one, if you want to stand in the gap for somebody that you know is hurting, that you know is sick, that you know is is suffering, call in tonight and let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. The Lord gives us this promise. It says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Well, it says you need to pray. We need to pray. We need to search for him. We need to seek him with all our heart. And it begins when you pick up that phone and when you dial 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer and you want to get before the Lord and just put your needs before the Lord, call in tonight. 
Also, if you have a Bible question, if there's something you want to seek the Lord about, if you want to seek God's word, if you need an answer from God's word, maybe you, you heard something or uh, a preaching or a sermon, maybe you read something in the Bible this week and you'd like to get a better uh, understanding of, of what the word says. Let's search God's word together. He says, study to show yourself approved, the workman who need not be ashamed, rightly equipped for every good work. We need to study God's word. We need to know God's word. But you know, a lot of it comes, a lot of times you need to ask, what does this mean? You know, I, I do it, I've done it. And you should do it too. Ask, find out, what does the Bible say? You know, so if you want to ask a question about Christianity, about the Bible, about the cults, the occult, world religions, whether it's uh, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, uh, whatever, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever you need an answer for, I know the Word of God has the answer to your question. So for your prayer requests, for your questions, your testimonies, your praise reports, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. You know, uh, I always tell you to call in with your prayer request. Well, I have a prayer request tonight. Uh, this week, my brother-in-law, Wally, was admitted to the hospital. He's uh, uh, fighting uh, cancer. And uh, we got the call earlier this week that uh, he had been uh, he had been in the hospital, but he took a turn for the worse, and he's on a respirator. So would you help me pray? Would you pray for my brother-in-law? He's more than, he's more than my brother-in-law. He's their brother. So I would ask that you would pray for Wally. Father, we come before you, and we bring Wally before you, Lord. Lord, the doctors don't give us very good news. But whose report will you believe? We believe the report of the Lord. And your report is always good, Lord. And your report is always the best report. So, Father, we just put Wally before you tonight. And I would ask, I would ask for a miraculous healing, Lord, that you would heal him from cancer, that you would heal him from what he's going through right now, that you would raise him up off of that respirator, Lord, that you would raise him up to newness of health and newness of life, Lord, that you would prolong his life and that you would give him many more years, Lord, with us here on earth. Father, that we would serve and that we would glorify you, Lord, through the witness and through the testimony of your healing for Wally. But whatever your will is, Lord, to keep him here with us, or to take him home with you, Lord. I pray your perfect and your precious will be done for Wally. I pray your peace and your grace and your mercy. Lord, that he would not fear, but that he would have the peace of God, that your angels, Lord, would just minister to him, Lord. Even on the respirator, even as he's sedated, Lord, that your ministering angels would be ministering to him, that you would be giving him your peace. Holy Spirit, fill him, touch him, Lord, and heal him. In the precious name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to thank you for your prayers, and I ask you to keep uh, uh, Wally in your prayers. Well, again, I want to welcome you to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and we'll be with you for the next hour. And I just want to take a, a, a moment a you know, just to wish all the moms uh, a happy Mother's Day. You know, this is Sunday morning, and, you know, you're, you're listening to, to us in the morning, and, and I just want to wish all the moms, uh, as we begin this day of worship, as we get, begin this day, the Lord's Day, that, uh, that, that you would have a happy Mother's Day, and God bless all the moms, the grandmothers out there, because of their devotion and their, and their love for their children, and we just appreciate you all so much. So God bless all the moms. Well, again, if you want to call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. The board is lit up, and uh, I'm just going to take a, another few moments to just remind you that we have a prayer meeting every Friday night. You know, last night uh, we moved the prayer meeting from the church over to the hospital, and we had a, a wonderful time in prayer. Uh, everyone came together uh, at the hospital, and we were uh, in prayer and praying for Wally and just seeking the Lord. So, uh, but uh, every Friday night we get together uh, at the church in uh, Arcadia. So if, uh, if you'd like to come out and visit, if you'd like to come out and just pray and seek the Lord with us, get to get, we, we get together for worship and just to be in God's presence. So I, I encourage you to come out and worship with us on Friday nights in Arcadia uh, at LA Gypsy, Christian, LA Gypsy Church 
Uh, we're in Arcadia. It's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Uh, it's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway uh, into the Arcadia area. Get off at uh, Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. And you make a right. And you go to 1st Avenue, which is only a block away. And you make another right. And you'll see us on the corner of Forest and 1st. And it's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Uh, we get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. But then there's Sunday morning service with Pastor Walter Hofflin at the Hills Church. So if you're looking for a church to visit or a church to make your home, we invite you out to the Hills Church at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. Same address, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Also, I want to remind you we're on podcast. So if you, if anybody's missed this, the, misses the program and uh, you'd like to... to, to to, to, to listen to the program, you can visit our podcast page at kkla.com and then look for the podcast page. You'll see all of, of uh, KKLA, a lot of KKLA's programs that are recorded and archived at the podcast. So there's many programs you can listen to. Uh, so visit, visit us, uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour, at kkla.com and then look for the podcast page. You'll see us there. So tell a friend, tell somebody about the program, and they can listen to it whenever. A lot of people don't stay up this late uh, or get up this early to listen to the program. So you can listen to it at your leisure at kkla.com. If you, if you want, you can even download the, uh, the KKLA app for your smartphone or for your iPod, iPad. Uh, so download the free KKLA app at the Google Play or the iTunes Store, and you can listen to all the programs here at KKLA. We're going to get to our calls right now, and the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our first caller and talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? Doing okay. Doing okay. I'm sorry to hear about your brother-in-law, Wally, but sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. Keep him in prayer. Yeah, I will. I know he's on a respirator. How old is he? You don't mind me asking. He's uh, 58 years old. Young man. Oh, my God, yeah, Jesus. Very young man. Sorry to hear that, man. Sorry. I bet so. you Safka's going out of his mind. Well, he's, he's you know, he's he's staying strong in the Lord. Him and Signe, well, they're Don staying Safka strong in the Lord. had another son who died, too, Ricky, right? Yeah, Ricky passed away about four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah that's bad enough. Well, anyway, okay, well, I need some prayer. Okay. For me and my mother forgot to find uh, forgot to give us apartments. Still trying to look. It's very hard and mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard and all that. And forgot to give us a place. And for even us, we're trying to even look for a guest house, even a back house, right. whatever. Where the guys they don't want credit. And um, want to pray for everybody to get off of Daba. Uh, everybody not to take Daba no more. Everybody mm-hmm. to get off of Daba, and for everybody to live clean lives. And for everybody to give themselves to God. Amen. Amen. That's it. So. Oh, Father, yeah. I pray, Mugodel, that your favor would fall upon them, Mugodel, and that you would lead them, Lord, to the house, to the apartment that you've appointed for them, Lord. You've picked out a place for them, Mugodel. You know your plans for them, Lord. You have a plan for them for their life. You have a, you've planned out Jeremiah's life, Lord, and you know what you desire to do. And, Lord, as he seeks you, as we seek you together, Lord, we ask, Mugodel, for a place, for a house, for an apartment, Mugodel, what you have appointed, what you have picked out, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would that you would break the chains of addictions, Lord. Lord, as Jeremiah asks for, for prayer, Lord, for people who have addictions, they make they make Lord, anything that, that would keep your people from you, that would keep people from you, Lord, I pray you would break those chains and that you would, there would be freedom, Lord, from addictions, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that your perfect will be accomplished for Jeremiah and his mom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Sammy. Thank God bless you, you Jeremiah. Good night. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Raquel. Hi, Raquel. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, my name is Ashley Pandora Bethema. I'm okay. all gifted at the Temple of Bethel. I use Bethel, um, Rachel, because that's my Jewish name. Uh-huh. My true Jewish name is Bethema, which means of the Temple of Bethel. Mm-hmm. But I thought... I should use uh, Raquel, but God convicted me to say, you know what, speak the truth. <laughs> well, we always want to speak the hide. truth. Don't hide. 
Don't hide. Right, right. Don't hide your faith. Stand your ground. Sure, sure. I pray for my brother Adam. Uh huh. Um, he's a heavy duty biker. Right. And he has been doing horrible things. Mm-hmm. And um. But you're a believer. Have- you you're a Christian, right, Raquel? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, let's let's pray for Adam. Father, we. I- Go ahead. You want I, to say something? I, I I was raised Southern Baptist and Jewish. I know God's word from cover to cover. Well, praise the I, Lord. And I divided the word for a year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Take over. Go for it, man. Let's oh. do this. Let's do this. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for Raquel's honesty, Lord, and her desire to just uh, uh, speak the truth, Lord, and to. To, to know you, Father. She knows your word. I pray that she would that you would reveal yourself to her through your word, Lord, and that there would be an intimate relationship, Father, as there is, Father. I just thank you, Lord. And as her desire is to see Adam come to you, Lord, we just pray for Adam's yeah. salvation. Father, I pray that you would send your ministering angels, Lord, to touch him yeah. through your word, that somehow he would hear your word, that someone would speak yeah. to him and preach to him. Lord, that someone would would share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, Lord. You are Yeshua Mashiach. You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior of the world. And Father, you can save Adam. You died on the cross for him, Lord, to forgive Mm -hmm. his sins, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that he would embrace that, that he would realize, Father, that we're all sinners and we all need your grace and your mercy, that you are the fulfillment of the word that you sent through the prophets, that Jesus Christ is that fulfillment and he is the one who died on the cross and he's the one who was risen on the third day and he is the glorious Savior who saves and forgives and gives eternal life. So I just pray for Adam, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would minister to him and that you would touch his heart, Lord, and bring him to repentance, Lord, that he would come to know you, Father. Lord, I just pray for Adam in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I do agree. God bless you, Raquel. Go ahead. God bless you. What is your name? My name is Sam. Sam Nicholas. Samuel? Well, ask yeah, you know the Samuel means asked of God. Yes, that's that's. Oh the, my God, okay. are you freaking kidding me, Samuel? Yes, that's my name. That's my given name, Samuel. I'm gonna be calling you more often because um. Well, whenever you need, need whenever you okay. need prayer, we're here every every Saturday night, Sunday morning at midnight. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know how you're gonna take this, but I'm a medium. I'm like Teresa Caputo. And I only work through the veil of Jesus Christ, and well, well, I you, help people cross over those mm-hmm. who are earthbound who have not come into the white light. Mm-hmm. Only the are, are you a part of? Light. Are you a part of Wicca? No. Okay. Way. Well, when you say medium, you mean a fortune teller or someone no. who who deals I, in the spirits. I guess you would call me a prophetess. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, one one who walks with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, God I bless have, you. I want nothing to do with witchcraft. Right. Get that heck okay. away from okay. me. Well, good nothing for you. Do. Good for you, Raquel. Well, listen, but, thank you um, for calling, and anytime you need prayer, you can call us. Okay? Um, I have another request. Okay, sure. My dad, his name is Norman. Uh-huh. And he's going into Alzheimer's, and... Um, uh, Alzheimer's and... Um, when they start getting violent, what do you call that? D- dementia. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not even. Are you kidding? I've renounced all of demons, right. all of Satan, all of darkness. I walk with the veil yeah. of Christ. Well, let's let's I, pray for your dad. Let's pray for Norman. Norman. Yeah. He 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 is he's 85 and he is um, failing. Well, Father, we come before you for Norman, Lord. Lord, Alzheimer's is such a a, a dreaded, terrible disease, Lord. It It robs of identity, Lord. It robs memories and abilities to function, Lord. But I pray for Norman, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as he 
grows older, Lord, he's 85 years old, I just pray, Father, that you would ease this Alzheimer's, that you would cure this Alzheimer's, that you would rid him of this Alzheimer's. And they would have many years, Lord, of, 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 of concise thoughts and being able to remember and Lord, that he would function totally and completely as you created him. So I just pray your blessing and your healing upon him, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, you, Raquel. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for calling. God bless. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Robert. But before I go to Robert, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, call in tonight. Look, we're 20 minutes into the program already, so call in early. Get your prayer request in. Let's get before the Lord for what your desire and what your need is. The number is one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go ahead and talk to Eric. I'm, I'm sorry, Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Um, I need to get prayers for to stop drinking and to um, feel the Lord more instead of having women around me to feel comfort. Okay. Well, Father, your word tells us, Lord, not to get drunk with wine because it is a dissipation, it's a waste of time, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I would pray, Lord, for Robert, that you would fill him, Lord, baptize him, Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that he would renounce this this habit, uh, this this addiction to drinking, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that he would not look, that he would not seek for comfort, Lord, in the bottle. Lord, that he would not look for the comfort of the spirit of the bottle, but that he would look for your peace and your grace and your mercy through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I just pray, Father, for a filling of your Holy Spirit, that you would fill him from the crown of his head, Lord, to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would know the infilling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to break the chain of addiction, Lord, to drinking. Lord, that he would not desire it, that the taste of alcohol, Lord, would just be uh, uh, disgusting to him, Lord, that you would cause that to happen to him, Lord, that he would not want it, that he would not desire it, but that that desire would be changed and his desire would be for you. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would take away the comfort of, of, of women from him, Lord, that he would not look for the comfort in women, Lord, but that he would again seek you for your peace and your grace and your mercy. Father, I pray, Lord, that he would find his joy. Lord, we're not looking for comfort. We want the joy that comes in knowing you, the joy of a relationship with you, the joy of being in your presence, the joy of knowing who you are and who we are in you, Lord. You said, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. And I pray tonight, Lord, that you would recreate Robert, that he would be a new creation in you, Lord, not looking for comfort in anywhere else, Lord, but his peace would be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Robert, God bless you, my friend. And look to the Lord, and look to the Lord. Seek him, and pray, and just seek the Lord. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Doing good. How can we help you tonight? I have a question. I saw a dream some time ago. Uh-huh. I think it God showed me that dream. This demon that is on top of my head, he's, there's a demon mm-hmm. that he says he's going to run after your hearse, the hearse car, that I'm going to die. Can he catch me and take me to hell because I'm a Christian? No, no, Eric. You know, uh, these these dreams and these thoughts... Uh, yeah. are totally not of God, because God's Word tells us, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And you know, the Bible also tells us that no no one can snatch us out of the hand of God. You know, Romans, the 8th chapter, I, would, I need you to read Romans, the 8th chapter. It tells us okay. nothing, neither height nor depth nor, nor powers nor... Nothing can separate us from the love of God. God's love is so great and so powerful and so able to save us and to keep us in his will, to keep us in his purpose, in his plan. There's nothing and no one 
greater and stronger than God. There's no one more powerful than God. His power is in your life, and he is the one who saved you. He's the one who keeps you, and he is the one who at that time, at the appointed time, will take you into his kingdom, and no one can take you out. You know, as long as we uh, remain in Christ, Christ remains in us. So you believe that, you know that. Have that your, as your foundation, and uh, you just, just be cemented in that foundation that Christ loves you and will not let you go. And there's no demon, there's no devil that can separate you from God. Amen? And they can't take me to hell either. No, but no way, no way, no, no way, no, no, no way. No. Okay? Okay. God bless you, you, my God. friend. Thank you. God bless you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Renee. Hi, Renee. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. A, oh, that's great. I just had a question. Um, I was speaking to somebody, and uh, he uh, brought up... I, I was speaking to him because I, I read the Bible a lot, and he brought up um, Samson, how he, um, you know, he, he, I guess he separated the pillars and they fell on the Philistines. But before he did that, he asked God if he could die with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was questioning suicide. So I wanted to ask you, I guess, how is that viewed... Um, because it doesn't really talk too much about suicide in the Bible. No, it doesn't talk about suicide in the Bible, but the Bible tells us, you know, thou shalt not murder. You know, so, you know, we we are not to to, to kill ourselves, to murder our, the body that God created. But Samson wasn't a suicide. Samson was, glor- you know, Samson had been humiliated, and, you know, he had, he had disobeyed God, and he had been taken into the, uh, uh, the Philistines and they had made a slave out of him and they mocked him and in mocking him they mocked God and they were uh, disgracing God and mocking God by putting him at the millstone and, 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 and blinding him and all, and all of that so when they led him into the temple think about this he put himself between the two pillars and he asked God to allow him to show his power, to show God's power, and that if he was to die, which he was going to die, they were they weren't going to keep him alive. He knew his his time was up, and if he was going to die, that he would die in the power of God. And God restored his power to show that God is the one who destroys the the uh, the uh, the idols. You know these okay. these Philistines they 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 worshipped an idol, a false god, and and Samson put to shame their God because not only did he uh, destroy the temple, he destroyed all of those who worshipped this false God and who had mocked and, and, and ridiculed Samson and in doing so mocked and ridiculed the God of all creation. So does that, does that, does that make sense, Renee? Yeah, that helps uh, a lot. I really appreciate that input. Um, I've spoken to other people you know, about that. But, but the Bible never, ever... Uh, uh, allows for for suicide. Never. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess one prayer request, if you can, uh, just to keep me on the right path. I read the Bible every single day, but I prefer to try to get more wisdom from God so I could just make the right decisions in my life. Amen. Well, that's a great that's a great desire and a great prayer. So, Father, we come before you, Lord Renee and I. And as I pray for Renee, I pray for myself, Lord, that we would study Your Word, that we would be receivers of your word lord that we would be blessed by your holy spirit that you would bless us with your holy spirit to open our mind and open our ears and to open our understanding that when we read your word lord that we would be ministered to by your word and that we would understand lord that you would open our minds to receive the true word of your bible the true word lord that gives life you said jesus that we are washed by the word that we receive that we're cleansed by your word. Lord, and your word transforms us, Lord. As we read, let us be transformed into those workers, into those uh, ministers of your word, Lord, that we would share your word, but that we would share it in truth and in the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for the call. Good question. Uh, Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Victor. Hi, Victor. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, hi Sam. Uh, I just had a question. You know, uh, thank you for all the prayers, and thank you for 
uh, you know, normally at this time I'm I'm coming from a game, soccer game. Uh-huh. And and the most refreshing thing that I can hear on my way home is a prayer. And uh, I just happen to be praying alongside with you, not only for you, but for your station and everyone else that listens to the prayers as we as you, you know, as as I'm driving home. Well, so thank, thank you. you. Uh, I have a question though. I, I keep you. I keep you hearing. I mean. I keep you. I keep hearing you say Bogodai. What language is that, and what does Bogodai mean? Well, Bogodai. I, I, I think you're mis uh, misspeaking it or not speaking, saying it right. But what I'm saying is the, the language that I speak is the Gypsy language. It's the the language of the Gypsy people, the Gypsy culture. We call it Romanes because uh, what we call ourselves is Rom. Uh, gypsy is a is a name given to us that was given to us in Western Europe in the in the 16th century uh, when the gypsies uh, showed up in, in Western Europe. Uh, it was a it was a name given to us, but we call ourselves Rom. The language is Romanes, and the language that I speak when I speak to gypsies is the language of the gypsy culture. And uh, a lot of times you'll hear me say Murodel, which is my God, or Devla. Oh. Which is the uh, how we address God, uh, so uh, so that is there, there's so that that might be what you're talking about. And, and what country? What country did the gypsy settle in? Well, did, did you have a specific country? No, there's no nobody knows exactly where the gypsies originated. Uh, we I so I I particular I think that we came from some somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, some a lot of people say northern India, but uh, from what I've read and what I've learned, uh, I I don't believe that we came from originated from northern India. A lot of gypsies might have been in northern India. There are a lot of gypsies in India now, but uh, I don't believe that that was where we originated. I believe we originated somewhere in the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, the good thing, the good thing is that the God that we all worship, His hands are. His hand embraced the whole world. Amen. Amen. You know, something I like to to tell people is remember that there is no race in the Bible. I mean, God doesn't recognize race. He only recognizes the human race. You know, he doesn't see Greek or or Jew, Gypsy, uh, uh, European. You know, God sees people all, all the same. We're all the same. No matter what color we are, what language we speak, God sees one race the human race, and he came for all the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. So God God doesn't see distinction through race, through color of skin or, or the language we speak. He loves us all the same. Amen, Victor? Amen. It's funny, I'm from Honduras, Central America. I'm speaking to somebody that's a gypsy about a God that is uh, the God of the Israelites. So we know that that God that we worship Amen. the Holy God of this whole world. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Victor. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Good night. All right. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one 888 If you have a prayer request or a question, uh, just call in tonight. Uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you or to seek the Lord's word on your behalf. Your question, the number is one 888 Five 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 two. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Mike. Hey, hey, Mike, you're on the air. How you doing, my friend? Long time. Hey, Sammy, God bless you, brother. Sarsan, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You, Mike, you know, you know Wally Safka son. Yeah. yeah, keep him in prayer. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's in the hospital and uh, he's better, but uh, we need to see him. We want to see him healed and 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 totally. In good health, so keep Amen. keep him in prayer. Let, let the church know in Australia. And yeah, definitely, de- definitely, definitely, Sam. Um, Sammy, I spoke with with Savka uh-huh. uh, a couple of days ago. I pandemic, and I, I kind of was like, you know, because I'm a good, very good friends with Wally. I yeah. And as soon as I heard, I started to would you would you to lift him up in prayer, Janice. But I believe that we have, I said, Penelope Bible, that we have a miracle-working God. Amen. Amen. There's three things the Bible, the Bible tells us that Jesus says in Mark sixteen sixteen that these signs will accompany those who believe. Mm. Okay? 
one of the signs that he says that they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Okay? Baba Penelman, the prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, according to the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, he said, Is anyone sick among you? He should call for the elders of the church, and they will anoint him with oil. I Penel, the prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So the signs follow those who believe. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, what needs to be done? Because we are washed by the blood mm -hmm. of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus Christ. The hands need to be laid on the sick, and we need to proclaim, by the blood of Jesus Christ, he is healed, he is cleansed. I proclaim healing upon this body. We now rebuke every spirit of infirmity to leave his body now in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. And then anoint. Okay? Amen. So God, if God gives us the ability to karaskudo, but you are chaches, mangasame katarodil jutimos, but so jami odil tikaras, odil jamintikaras, signs and miracle wonders will follow those who believe. Jesus penda. They'll do greater works than these. Mm. But the, see, righteous person. You see, th th this is the key. Holiness, righteousness. And those who and those who are in Christ Jesus, those who have been washed in the blood, are righteous through the robes of Jesus Christ. Put on the robe of Je the, the righteous robes of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! But I also want to say, Sammy, that from here. Our model prayers are, are like a ballistic missile. It goes to another country, and we don't even have to be there. So, okay. that I hope and pray that whatever Amaro Prolo Wally is going through, I hope and pray in Jesus' yes. name that this will be a, a big testimony. A glorious testimony. Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, Mike, my best to you. God bless you and everyone in Australia. Give my best to the church and, and all the brothers and sisters there. God bless you all, and keep up, keep keep believing, and keep walking in the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sammy. God bless you. Good, good talking to you, Mike. God bless. Bye. Bye. Amen. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request or uh, a question, you can call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. You know. Um, it's been a tough week. It really has. Um, going through this week, being you know, has not been easy with Wally in the hospital and uh, the family going through what, what we've been going through. It, it really, it really has been tough. And there's so many, you know, it's just not not it's not just us, you know. There, it, it, there's so many things going on. There's so many people hurting. There's so many so many people that are in so many different situations and just hurting situations and problems. You know, we, we, we've been to too many hospitals. You know, we've been visiting too many people in the hospitals. As, as you know, I've been, I myself have been in the hospital twice in the last two months. You know, we've been to too many funerals. We've seen too many people, you know, leave this earth. And too, too soon, young people who have been dying and, and leaving this earth. So much hurting going on. You know, and as I've been thinking about all this this week, you know, I, I, I sought the Lord and I was asking the Lord, you know, Lord, how how do we get through this? You know, how do we get through, through, through all of this, Lord? What do we do? You know, and the Lord spoke to my heart with just the word peace. And I, I was meditating and thinking about what the Lord said, peace. The only way we're going to get through these situations. The only way we're going to get through hard situations, tough situations, the storms of life, is to have peace in him. We can have peace in God. We can rest in God. If you know God, if you know God through Jesus Christ, if you know the love of Christ, 
If you've received the grace of God and you know you've been forgiven for your sins and you know that you can rest, you know you can rest in him. You, can, you know his love and you know his grace and you know his mercy and you know that he loves you and that he wants the best for you. When we know that, we can have peace. And peace, the peace of God will get us through every circumstance, every situation. So, you know, as I thought about this, I, I, I started to consider his peace, really his peace and, and what it means to have the peace of God. And I looked back at Genesis, and I realized something in, in Genesis, that peace was one of, if not the first thing, that the enemy stole from man. You know, God gave, God created Adam and Eve perfect. He created them sinless. He created them innocent. And he was, they were at peace with God. They had a relationship with God. But then something happened. It says in Genesis 3, and we're going to read 4 through 11. It says, The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eye, and he's talking about the, the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He says, The day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and she ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of, in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Adam was afraid of God? Adam was fearful of God? The God that created him? The God that gave him his life? The God that gave him Eve, his wife? The God who created the earth for Adam and Eve, the God who placed him in the garden, this is who Adam was afraid of? Adam was afraid because he wasn't at peace with God anymore. Adam knew he had disobeyed God. He was no longer at peace with God. He was guilty. He knew they had sinned and were no longer innocent before God. They had lost their innocence, and because they lost their innocence, when they lost their innocence, they lost their peace of mind. They lost the peace that they had with God. You know, they had a relationship with God. They communed with God. He spoke to God. But God's, but, 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 but when Adam sinned, he lost that peace. And what happened when he lost that peace? This created fear and anxiety. It just it says it. He said it himself. I was afraid because I was naked. He knew that he was naked. He knew the difference between good and evil. And now he knew he was naked, and he knew that he no longer had that peace with God, that ability to commune with God, that ability to have the relationship that he had before. Can you imagine what was going through Adam's mind? Can you imagine what what Adam and Eve were going through while they were waiting for God to show up in the garden? You know, they were in the garden, and God came, and 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 and, and now they're. They're naked, and they're trying to to hide their, their their nakedness. And they know they're they're guilty, and now they're waiting. They know God is going to come back. They know God is going to show up. You know. And here's the thing: we we don't know how long they waited, but can you imagine the anxiety and the fear and the dread that Adam and Eve were going through? They lost their peace. They didn't live in peace anymore. They didn't have peace of mind anymore. They weren't enjoying the garden anymore. They were dreading the fact that God is coming back and God is going to see them that they're naked because they knew they were naked. You know, we don't know how long they waited, but it was long enough for them to sew fig leaves together and to try and hide their sin. You know, the bottom line here is they fell into sin and lost their innocence 
And when they lost their innocence, they lost their peace. Satan had stolen their peace. He stole their relationship with God. He damaged their relationship with God. And you know, that's what the enemy, the world and the flesh wants to do. That's what they, that, that, that's all that the enemy, the world and the flesh wants to do. They want to steal our peace with God. They want to separate us from him. And they'll use any circumstance. You know, the enemy will use any situation, any circumstance. He'll use sickness. He'll use disease. He'll use financial problems. He'll use, he'll, 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 he'll try and attack your marriage. He'll attack whatever he can in order to, to steal your peace, to condemn you before God, to just do whatever he can to separate you from God, from your relationship with God, to get us out of our relationship with God, to separate us from our peace with God. You see, we are at peace with God. When we're in Christ, when we're cleansed in the blood of Jesus, when we're living in grace, when we're living under God's grace, when we're just having our our, our relationship with God and enjoying our, we're living at peace with God. And he wants to steal that peace from you and me. He wants to steal that peace from God's people. He wants to cause us to, 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 to dread and to, to, to have anxiety and fear. You know, and, and why should this surprise us? You know, does this surprise you that the enemy's out to get you? Does this surprise you that, that the enemy, the world, the flesh, your own flesh is out to get you? It's out to steal your peace and make you miserable. You know, why should this surprise us? Jesus tells us that this is going to happen in John sixteen thirty three. Jesus tells us, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. He begins it with that you need peace. I have told you these things that you would have peace in me. In the world, you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. In this world is every form of trial, is every form of problem. There's every form of hardships and tribulation in the world. In the world. But we're not in the world. We're in Christ. And where he says, I have spoken these things that in me, see, we need to be in Christ. We need to be in him. That's how we're going to get through this world. That's how we're going to get through sickness and through disease and through financial problems and through every circumstance and every problem in this world. If we're in Christ, if you're in him, if he's in him, in you, then you have his peace. You can be at peace. But when you're in the world, and that's where the world wants you. That's where the enemy wants you. The enemy wants you in the world, in doing the things that the world does. He wants you participating in the activities of the ungodly in the world. And when you're doing that, you're not going to have peace because you're dreading this idea that God might be watching you or that God's going to show up or God's going to... No. In this world is every form of trial, every problem, we're living in a cursed world, people. We're living in a fallen world. Look around you. Look around you what's going on. Look around you what the activities are of the world. It's against, it's all of it is against the word of God. All of it goes against the Bible. All of it goes against God's laws and God's statutes and God's principles and God's morals. And when you're participating in the world, you're not going to have peace. And without peace, we can't get through the things that we need to get through. But he tells us, if we have his peace, we can not only get through these things, but we can have victory over them. That's what God wants for you and for me. He wants us to have victory. He said, in these, these things I have spoken to you, so that in me, and those, that, 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 that little phrase right there, in me, you may have peace. In me you have made peace. We have peace when we're in Christ. And what is what is Second Corinthians 5? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You're a new creation. You're a victorious overcomer when you're in Christ because you have his peace. You're able to get through things. You know, Jesus also said in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you. My peace 
I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. So do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be fearful. Don't be stressed out. Don't get anxious. Be anxious for nothing because you're in me and I give you my peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. You know the world doesn't give you peace. The world just gives you stress and worry. The world just wants to knock you out. That's why we need to be in Christ. That's why we need to be in his peace. That's why he told me when I asked him, Lord, how are we going to get through all this? He said, peace. When we're at peace, we can be in him. We can be at rest. We can be confident. We can be comforted that we know he has everything under control and that he'll get us through every situation. Now I want you to look at this. In Luke, the second chapter, look at this. And, well, let's just look at this. Luke, the second chapter, eighth verse, it says, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. He's saying, Don't be afraid. I've got good news for you. I've got great joy for you. And this is not just for you. This is for all the people of the world. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, and here's what I want you to hear. What were, what were these, what was this multitude of angels saying? What were they singing? What were they praising God with? They said, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Now, when the, when, the, when the angels announced Jesus' birth, they said, peace on earth. Now, could it be, and this is just, I'm just throwing this out there. Could it be what, what they meant was that Jesus came to earth to restore man's peace with God through the forgiveness of sins, the sacrifice of the cross? You see, what Satan had stole from man in the garden, Jesus now comes to restore from the cross. Jesus has come on earth to restore man's peace with God. You know, man had been God's enemy. Man was going against God. In our sinful state, in our fallen state, we were God's enemies because we were not at peace with God. You know, when there's a war going on, when there's fighting going on, when there's strife going on, there's, there are two parties that are, that are enemies of each other. In our fallen state, we were enemies of God because we were going against God. We were rebellious against God, living our lives the way we wanted to live. But Jesus came to show us a better way. Jesus came to show us the way of love and grace and mercy and obedience. Look at Romans, the fifth chapter. It says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. It says, we were enemies of God. We were going against God. We were not for God. We were not with God. We were his enemies. We were enemies of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled. Now we're reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only us, not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We have been reconciled to God. We were separated from God. We were at war with God. We were the enemies of God, and now we are put at peace with God. 
Jesus has brought peace back into the world. He has brought peace into our lives with God, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. God is showing his goodwill. God is showing his goodwill towards men through his son, Jesus Christ. His will, his desire, his good pleasure is that man would be saved through Jesus Christ and that we would be at peace with God, that no longer we would be his enemies, but that we would be at peace with him. And the only way we're going to be able to handle things that li- the things that life throws at us, people, you know, life is going to throw you a curveball. Life is, you know, nobody gets out of this world unscathed. We all get hurt. We all get broken. We all have problems. We're all going through stuff. You know, just look around you. We're all going, everybody's going through something. I know so many people who have been to hospitals, who are in hospitals, who have sicknesses, who have disease, who have financial problems, who have marriage problems. There are all kinds of problems around us. And the only way we're going to be able to handle these problems is through the peace of Jesus Christ. When we're at peace, when we have the peace of Christ. If we don't have peace, we worry. If we don't have peace, we're fearful. If we don't have peace, we're, we're, we're anxious and we have, we're full of anxiety. If we don't have peace, we're stressed out to no limit. So what's the answer? I'll give you the answer in Philippians. God gives us the answer in Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known to God. And listen to this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The, the scripture tells us, rejoice. Rejoice that God loves you. And he offers you his peace. He desires to get, he's got this gift for you. The gift of being at peace with him and being able to rest in him and have the confidence to know that he loves you. Treat others with gentleness and kindness. Know that God is never far. He's right there beside you. He's right near you. And pray, pray, pray with a thankful heart. And what will happen? The peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When you have that peace, my friend, you can face and conquer anything and everything that this world throws at you. Well, I want to pray for you right now before we go off the air. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, that your perfect peace would be in our hearts that we would find rest and comfort in knowing, Lord, that we are at peace with you. Help us, Lord, to have the peace that you give, to rest in you, and to be able, Lord, to walk in this world with our heads held up high, Lord, holding up the shield of faith and wearing all the armor of God. Take us through, Lord, in that peace that we would find eternal life, that we would realize eternal life with you, Father. I just pray, Lord, that someone tonight would turn their heart to you, repent and seek you and say father forgive me jesus forgive me come and live in my heart that i would be born again and live my life in your peace and in your grace and in your mercy i pray this all father in jesus name amen well god bless you uh monique steve eddie just keep holding on and i'll get to your calls as soon as we sign off i'll be talking to you and praying with you for all the rest of you i hope you'll join us next week Don't forget about Friday nights in Arcadia. So we will be back here next week. God bless you. Good night. And to all the moms, happy Mother's Day.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.